0: to ensure more players are able to experience all of their exciting end game content. So what about level one to level whatever? Is that like not exciting, but you have to give me something to boost my level to be able to get to the end game? Because, dude, that's why people hate MMOs for the most part now, is that yeah. you have to rush to get the end game Because that's where the real playing happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I mean, Gamer Hats coming on. You're going to, you've probably seen the first ever, well, maybe not the first ever, but Daedalus rant on this podcast. Cause I'm like, this is really (laughs) pissing me off that they're, they say things like that and they don't realize the ramifications of what they're saying and, and what they're, bringing into the genre and steven is absolutely right with his comment we need new blood in this genre
1: it would be an arduous journey ahead of the pathfinder and his companions There would be hardships and unknown threats would indeed stand in their way along the path. There was no question that they would endure and persevere whatever the threat may be. And if they were to fall along the way, they could rest assured that they would rise renewed from the ashes. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder i'm your host phoenix also known as Samorg, and i am joined today by our returning pathfinders let's welcome back daedalus hello everyone also welcome back basil greetings (laughs) greetings yo friends Happy Sunday. We're, what, mid-May at this point in time. Episode 126, an arduous journey indeed has come to pass. We got a lot of things to talk about since last time because there's actually been a pretty significant number of uh, things that have come to pass as well in the Ash of the Creation community. Um, I think it was literally the day after our podcast, there was an announcement related to the alpha testing phases, which we'll be outlining today as well um as talking about something a little personal to me which you know i really would like to know who the actual anyway i'm getting ahead of myself you know before we dig in too far friends we got to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com community curated website for ashes of creation also a shout out to all of the imperial flames which are the supporters here on twitch youtube and patreon thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week, my friends. And uh, with that being said, no iTunes reviews to read. But, but 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 I understand once we get to 100 of them, something cool might happen. We're at 25 now, so I think this year I'm going to be given a big push that like if you haven't given us a review, if you are willing to go give us a five star review, tell us how we're doing, what your thoughts are about the show, how we've uh, you know paved the path so far here. Um, you can leave us a comment as you do review and if you do obviously we'll read that here live on the show you can also call into 1539-664-6801 or shoot some mail to our grunt who will get that to us well at some point in time you can do that to uh send an email to at ashespathfinders at gmail.com and Obviously, we had our newest recruit to the HQ. Um, Half Tilt is the first actual uh, team member to help curate content for Ashes HQ, looking to gather more people, more content creators um, that are going to help to kind of, uh, you know, essentially ensure that we have really great content over there at the Ashes HQ website. Um, I'm actually not working this week. Um, I decided to just stick with the time I took off and uh, to actually do some work on the HQ. So there's going to be a, a pretty significant amount of changes coming to it this week. I've literally taken four or five days where I'm just going to dig in and just dump some serious time into giving it a bit of a facelift and adding some additional pages, um, things we can expand upon in the coming months as we get into, you know, ashes of creation alpha and, uh, you know, on the way to launch the game. Um, also, I got something that came to my attention on Reddit. Um, now, if you want to uh, obviously join the team, there's a pinned post at the top of the Ashes HQ Twitter, which is at Ashes HQ on Twitter. So you can go over there, give it a follow, keep up to date with what's going on there. And at the top, it gives you the information on how you can reach me about joining the HQ team if you'd like to. Um, and um, yeah, so can we can we talk about this? Um, what What is this? Huh?
2: What is this? Moment of silence, because I need need
1: help. Glorious (laughs) there, there is the person. I have been wondering who they are there. They are so there was something posted over on Reddit. I'm going to go on ahead and drop the link so you can see for yourself as well as what community members have said. I haven't responded to it yet, but I do intend to. And it is right. Oh, man, here. Well. I think that the, um, the meme is um, evolving. It's not just the thing that Steven and you all enjoy giving me shit about now. It's literally <laughs> made its way to Twitter. It's made its way to Facebook and now it's made its way to Reddit. But this is pretty, uh, this is pretty well done. Not going to lie. <laughs> it's pretty good. What, yeah, this is quality. You're You're listening right now over on the podcast places and you're going, what the hell is he talking about? Well, friends, this is why I encourage you to be here for the live show. 5 p.m. on Sundays, CDT on Sundays, because. You just can't see it if you're not here, well, what's going on, you're going to have to check it out you have to catch the VOD. So, yeah, this is uh this is what you all talked about. I'm going to loot something. And as I'm going to loot it, a fucking sandal drops down, and squashes my ass.
0: It looks heavy. It must be made of solid gold. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs>
1: And this is from Adam Atom Jar, who is here in chat. Hammers up Adam Jar for that. That's that's really well done. Seriously well done. I, uh, I actually do kind of feel a little honored that people enjoy this enough to make something like this about it. Never really expected somebody would make something like this about me, much less that I would get squashed by a fucking sandal in the thing. But anyway, I'm pretty sure Stephen really talked about doing was you know, at the crescendo of my gaming experience in Ashes just having ducks fly over and yoink the loot. I don't think squashing me with the sandals quite the same thing. But I do think that was what you all were curating in terms of uh, your, you know, maybe it was something I said. But look at the flop on the back of the sandal. That thing does look heavy, huh?
0: It
2: does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be screaming to help. I'm pretty sure that, you know, I'd be squashed and I'd be the end of me. But, you know, it's fine. I appreciate that I'm alive in this though. Enough to scream for help
0: or st- maybe just cut. Out. You would like jump you know, below <laughs> the waist, like on the legs or something.
1: <laughs> so well done, man. I was like, this is so funny. Look at the, look at the little skull that pops up. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that the loot being yoinked by ducks or is that just a death for the creature that I'm walking up to? Oh, <laughs> and I have so many questions, but there it is. Check it out for yourselves and uh hammers at the atom jar. That was really well done. This is something specific to the show, man. You know, I mean, I don't know what to say. People on Reddit probably aren't all going to get it. I think only people are going to get it or you all. So, hammers up, man. I love (laughs) I love some of the fun things that we like. It's like the culture of the show, man. The fun things that happen here that you just don't get unless you're part of this community. So that's that's really awesome, man. It's just freaking funny as hell. It's just so ridiculous. Ouch. Yeah, hammers up to all of our friends here in chat too, man. You all are really the ones that make this podcast rock, man. So much love to y'all, hammers up, friends. And uh, with that being said, let's get started, shall we? Gentlemen, you ready for the show? Let's get to it.
0: Let's do it.
1: The de- the very next day after the last show on episode 125, we were reflecting on... yo. We're getting ready. We got the one week, no NDA coming up. We're going to live in it. Share the game. Wah, wall. What? 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 Well, there's been a bit of a change, friends. And I did pull up the article. We will definitely take a look at it here. I'm going to share it with you all. There's a news post that came out Monday. If you're just not in the loop, you might be wondering why people haven't been showing the game this weekend on on Twitch and stuff. There's a reason you're not allowed because there's been a shift in the timeline right now, mm-hmm. the long and short of it. Now I will, I I'm, you know what, you guys tell me your thoughts so far. Um I can outline the, the article. Maybe I could do that first, but I, I don't really want to share too much of my thoughts until
2: first of all. Yeah, I called it. You did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a gut feeling, yep. even though it wasn't a gut feeling, but it was. <laughs> Um, honestly, um, it's just, I just felt that it was going to happen. Um, yeah, I like from the message, not from the mess, from what we saw, I didn't feel, um, like the game was stable enough for people to actually in and and to be witnessed, mass, as they say. So, Mm -hmm. huh?
1: All right, so I mean, what about you, Daedalus? Any any big takeaways here?
0: Um, I mean, as a gamer, I'm you know there is a little bit of disappointment that it wasn't you know the week long test, but you know knowing what I know about Steven and how passionate he is about the game, um, and making sure that it has a good showing and shows off the devs' hard work. I think it's the right call. Yeah, Uh, I think also there's, you know, we've we've been talking about this offline and as well too is there's some timing with other things that are going on, and it's not just you know the, you know the move that they have planned, which I think again right call because you're not going to really get a quality level of support, um, Mm -hmm. at least you know to the standard that the team wants to do when everybody's in the process of moving, right? Um, So there's that. And I think there's also some other things in the industry going on, and it was just the right call to move it. Um, If they, you know, had some things to work through, you know, why not give themselves some time to do it? I'm always a fan of quality over timing. Um, And if they have the flexibility to be able to spend more time and make sure they really get it right, I don't have a problem with it because there's plenty of stuff out in the industry right now that's half baked that could have yeah. you know been there a, a little bit longer in the development time and and ultimately come out with a better product uh so yeah i think it's the right call A little disappointed that we couldn't have a week long of no nda just to kind of yeah. see how people were liking the you know the alpha and you know what kind of things they were able to do but you know i think it's the right call at the end of day. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely uh. Adding on to what Daedalus was saying, I mean, I think I speak to most of the Kickstarter people. We kind of told Steven at this point that we wanted quality and we don't mind delays if we're getting the product that was promised, essentially.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that was actually the overall big... That was the big, overwhelming voice and feedback that really I was seeing on social medias and all that stuff, too. Mm -hmm. And let's let's go on ahead and break it down. So people are like, wait, hold on. So at this point, if you're listening, you know, and and definitely if you're watching right now, I'd love to see some more of your feedback. I saw some of it already, too, in chat from like Cheryl and Brown Rice there. And uh, definitely if you're listening, watching somewhere like what's your feedback? Share your thoughts. Right. Um, But the overall uh, gist of this is that there were some things they still wanted to QA. In regard to having brought over, uh, like the integration they had talked about in the last live stream about the siege, uh, sieging and everything that they're going to be bringing in castle sieges and stuff of that nature. So you've got that piece there, right? That they talked about. Um, you also have, um, we talked about all of the things that were added that they planned on having in the alpha for people to mm-hmm. to do, right? So I'm sure that there's probably some stuff there to check out, right? But the main thing was. Aside from these elements, there was also the fact that there were some other games that were launching around very important time frames for Ashes of Creation. Now, some people could say, like, oh yeah, but you should stick to it. I'm like, I don't really think it's that easy. Like, am I bummed because I couldn't stream it and show it to people? Absolutely. But I understand it. It's you you get one chance to make that first impression. And there's a much bigger audience that's actually waiting for this game to come out a much bigger community than just the ashes fam yeah that are waiting for this game that are gonna have eyes on it you've got i mean millions of people okay and you want to time it right mm-hmm. timing is and the delivery in that first impression it really genuinely in my mind is important i mean i sit here week after week doing, you know, we have ashes talks, but more importantly, I've got this other channel and I do kind of game ranting and stuff. And I sit there and look at games that go to Kickstarter development decisions are being made and we rant about like, dude, the delivery is important, like the first impression is important. These are things we talk about. So, you know, I would be a hypocrite if I was not continuing to be in a line with my sentiment in this in this situation. And look, i'm not the say-all be-all i'm just a guy who has his his ideas and his thoughts and his opinions and has his own experience and in my experience that first that first impression is important and this is not a small community or set of eyes to have that with so you've got things like very large creators so uh, june 1st now if you're looking at the previous timeline we were going to go from may 14th through may 21st okay That's been changed, okay? And then we were gonna have June 1st through 30th was the month long, right? And we talked about this on one of our previous shows. I raised the concern with June 15th being the time they were planning on moving to the studio. I thought to myself, that might not be the best timing because you're gonna do a month long play test and you're gonna be transitioning staff back to the studio at that time. That's, That's dilemma one in my mind. Dilemma two is, The Elder Scrolls Online has the next expansion launching June 1st, and World of Warcraft Classic, The Burning Crusade, opens up on June 1st, and they moved it to June 1st. So now you've got two very large MMORPGs, okay, that are going to be delivering Mm -hmm. expansions or releases of some kind, okay. Through the month that you're talking about doing a month long test, you got like media coverage. You got large, much larger creators. This is I'm a little guy. I'm a, I'm a small. I'm small fries, man. As a creator, I am. When you get someone like Asmongold who's talking about covering this game with his tens of thousands of viewership for when he's live alone, not including what he gets on his YouTube's when he posts his videos and stuff, you're talking about a ton of eyes and a ton of content. In my mind, you don't, you've got esvon you've got all these other like WoW players who play World of Warcraft specifically as their main game. That puts them in a situation too on whether or not they're going to cover Ashes as of creation and jump in, Jumpin', which they want to do and they've stated they want to do, or the game that they've been creating content around for however many years specifically as their main game. That puts them in a situation. So you're not, now you're talking about creators who may not be covering it media coverage that could be split and maybe you don't get as much media coverage as you could get, right? Then you got the people who could actually play and test your game who also may not be there because they're playing what might be their main game. If they got to pick play my main game in progression versus testing a game that's in development, they may not pick, pick it. And on this outline that Steven released, which by the way, it was thorough. It was thorough. He talked about estimating 25% of their current testing pool being in these other games, right? Across other titles. So from you know, from a testing standpoint, you want as many people as you can testing. From immediate standpoint, you want as many people showcasing your game as they possibly can. Okay? And it probably also, and this is just my speculation from a sales point, you probably don't want to put people in a situation to decide on what they're going to pay for. If they're going to pay for maybe this game, they want to play or your testing So you, you know, for sales purposes, if you want people to like be getting in, to do more testing, you probably don't want to sabotage that either. Then there's an even bigger piece here. Okay. They, there was a couple Mm of things that I thought were great. One, he was like, Hey, in this, in this statement, he said, the current testing plan moving forward now, is we're going to do may 14th through july 9th where we're going to do closed testing which means that people even specified that this this weekend what was it friday saturday sunday 14 15 16 people were going to be able to still do it but that would not be a no nda thing it's going to be still under nda so there should be testing happening right now i wonder how that's going hmm? I I do wonder, Indeed. I, I do wonder, right? I hope they're having a great time, whoever they are. Anyway, friends, the new timeline is this. May 14th through July 9th, closed. You cannot stream it, you can't showcase it. It's zipped, shut, quiet. Then the no NDA test that comes up then is three days. So it's not a week long one. Again, it's going to go July 9th through 11th. So now we're bypassing that whole month of June completely, aren't we? Where you would be potentially competing in my mind with these other games. And then you got the one month long. So basically July 9th through 11th, three days later, boom, the one month long one starts from July 14th through August 13th guess what that was on monday guess what was announced on tuesday guys august 31st new world releases the amazon studios mmorpg you want to talk about more perfect timing this couldn't have been timed better for intrepid studios for ashes of creation so you're bypassing that one month period and you're putting your all of your showcasing before new world launches too That's probably I can't see a more perfect window to do this.
2: Ideal (laughs) time.
1: I mean. Yo, now. There were a lot of updates on all of the things that they're testing, and it was a thorough. You know, showcase of that information, there it is right there in chat, linking it again, I mean, talking about node features, player character systems, ancillary systems. I mean, their news post was thorough. And of course, he said the thing that was really good to hear, if you pre-ordered from May 5th forward and you want a refund, they'll honor it. Since people might have purchased it to get into play during those periods. So good on Intrepid in every way I can think of. Now I think though yeah. you can't miss these goalposts though. These goalposts, since they've been moved a couple times now, I think a lot of people are reflecting similarly. like. Don't don't miss the marker here. Otherwise, it's going to be delayed, delayed, delayed. And people are going to continue to start talking. And that word of mouth factor comes into play. But from my perspective, I think this couldn't have been better restructured and timed, honestly. Yeah, I really couldn't. And now let's hope that all those people testing or squashing bugs and submitting feedback and doing all the stuff and things to help make the game great so that when we get to this period. It can be shared and it can be as smooth as possible as good of a delivery and first impression as, as you can get with any luck. We'll get all the people playing it because that, you know, tide of newness from the new expansion or launches will be kind of behind them. You know, maybe they'll get their characters in that place they want them to be or whatever they want to do with their gaming. Get past that big surge and influx initially and, Hopefully we get ourselves a really good month of testing and showcasing and all the things, man. Um, But yeah, that's that's where it's at right now. There's a follow up. But before I get to the follow up on this, you guys have any other thoughts around this at all?
0: No, um, I would just say maybe just to echo what you're saying. I I think the announcement um, was very well put. There was a lot of good detail in there. this is the kind of communication that sets the standard. Yeah. And, you know, not to say that there, you know, aren't going to be delays in the future, but having this level of detail is good. It's not like so into the weeds technically that a layman can understand it. Right. And I think also it just, you know, it sets the context well, so I, I can see why the community has, um, has embraced this because there's, there's good information here and there's thought behind it. It's not just pushing something out just to get it out.
1: Yeah, I'm like seeing Definitely. that comment in chat from um, Magisto saying, I don't care how many times they delay, even if launch is spring 2024, just give me a good MMO I can play for the next seven years. That's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at, dude. For real. I am. That's a legit where I'm at too. Like (laughs) I'm bummed. Don't get me wrong. You know, like I don't really want to, I'm ready to dig in, but also timing for me, it actually was kind of a good thing, even though I didn't really want it to go down like this. I don't think I was quite ready yet. I wasn't quite ready yet. Like I got things with the HQ. I really want to make sure we're in order. They wouldn't have been right. They just wouldn't have been. And, uh, yeah, now it's like, I was running up a like personal note sidebar here. I hate taxes and I've had to get my taxes done because the deadline's coming up and being self-employed. That's, that sucks. I hate doing taxes. So I had to do that. I had some other things. I don't want these things out the way. So I can just hone in and do ashes and be like, boom, every day, all the hours, all the content. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Also um, have a new person joining uh, the sim team, the team, which are helping with the content creation pipeline that covers around ashes of creation, all the other things, which means some good things should be coming up here, right? As long as we we can stay the course and hold the course here. I think we're going to have some good things in store for y'all real soon. I'm looking forward to that as well. But with that being said, my friends, there was like this post, um, and it kind of made its way to mmorpg.com. And I saw this and I kind of see both sides, but there was a post on mmorpg.com. I, I I guess I missed it. I missed it until just what yesterday or today or something. So I got it, but I'll link it right here for y'all. So let's talk about New World real quick. I got a whole rant on this one. I'm saving for later this week, uh, but y'all get the short version. <laughs> you'll get the short version. Um, y'all like remember how I talk about you know, the game explaining term and everything. This is kind of like one of those things I'm going to be hitting on later. But so new world had you know talked on Tuesday about the August 31st launch. You got people doing pre-orders and everything. And then there's like this leak about how I think it was on a testing forum. I could be mistaken. We talked about it on the LFM show on Thursday. Uh, but basically saying how there were going to be what many people would consider pay to win items in the game to skip content in their cash shop they were doing a test of the cash shop um, for the testers and everything so this kind of got out and then of course people are going yo what so you never even talk about any of this stuff then you post put this in to get tested in a test environment then it makes it out and it's not even something you announce until after you start taking pre-orders for the game so that is like it just didn't look good for a lot of people, including myself. My My opinion was that didn't 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 look good. I've never been of a mind that like. I don't I'm not of a. I don't have that perspective of like ashes is the only game that should be good and only one that should make it like. I think the Elder Scrolls Online is a great game, right? I think that World of Warcraft has done great for many years for a lot of reasons. Um, there's other games like Swotor I've enjoyed. That was great. I mean, there's a lot of MMOs. are doing great things and have thrived i don't think they have to fail for ashes to succeed i don't i don't think that that is a perspective that's really very healthy for the greater mmorpg community in general again that's just my idea but you can't help but see things like i think new world's gonna do good i do people probably don't want to hear that sometimes but i think it's gonna do good like the game has been fleshed out it's done well i mean maybe the content's not what people want it to be and all that and yeah there's decisions people don't agree with or whatever but look, I think the game is going to do well. And I think that's just it is what it is, right? And it doesn't really hurt any other game if it does do well. So there was a, a post, I guess Stephen had said something in the official discord um, about I'm just going to read it. So and then I want to get your thoughts. Okay, so they posted and I didn't really like I don't know, man. I didn't really like I don't know why I kinda of really wanna get get what your feedback is on this too. Ashes of Creations creative director apologizes for unprofessional commentary, which is what they put in quotes, over New World Payment Model. And I guess Steven's quote was, I really enjoyed how it was stated. They would include quality of life items like uh level boosts and trade skill boosts, but nothing that affects competitive aspects of the game. Uh why you do this, Amazon. I was flattered when they drew inspiration from some of, of my designs, but honestly, um, who TF made this decision, just want some blood in this genre. Now, that was a thing that I was like ranting about too, right? Was trade skill boosts and level boosts. I mean, I see that stuff in ESO and it drives me nuts too. Cause I'm like, dude. Oh. Like just skipping content, skipping the the progression of having to level your your skills, like your trade skills, your professions. Um yeah, I, I saw that and my my perspective was I saw that as more of like the gamer. That is probably equally frustrated, as many of us are about how a lot of things in a genre go. And uh, I just see it as that, um, but I can agree with, you know, what he kind of has a statement, which was. he made the statement in regard to this and said that he agrees that his commentary was unprofessional and will endeavor to be more tempered in my response on the issues i care a lot about i think that's the part i heard too is care a lot about sometimes it's difficult when as a player i was excited for their mmo and what it brought to the mmo space which desperately needs new successful products <clears throat> i know we've taken our own flack for our pre-order system which i have tried my best to engage and explain how our packages work how our cosmetics are offered are used in variants to actually help build our world. which We've talked about here on the show a lot, too, because we've seen that the MMO community is diverse and has my has many opinions on aspects of monetization. So of course, we will each have our own opinions. That's fine. But the best thing a company can do is to be upfront about their monetization intents from the start and do their absolute best to stick to what they've said. And if changes are needed, explain why. I, I see both sides of this, man. I'm not white knighting anything here. I, I just, my, I'm of the the opinion, you know, that he's just like the rest of us and wants to see a good game, you know, be upfront, be honest with community, and that's, that's what I saw it as. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: I mean, I think he had his gamer hat on instead of his creative director hat. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I think the the tone of it says just that but I'm going to say something else about Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about two things say and do. And when I hear quality of life enhancement, yeah. I don't see level boosts or trade skill boosts as that. I see that as pay to win. Right. Yeah. And, and when they say it won't affect the competitive aspects of the game, I mean, real talk here, guys, yeah. if I have multiple classes, that I have boosted and that's a competitive part of the game. Now I have multiple classes that I've boosted quickly through trade skill boosts, your level boost. If you have an economy, a trade skill boost is going to, you know, skew that economy. It's yeah. just, I, I feel like, I mean, I can definitely see, um, you know, know Stephen taking ownership of what he said and saying hey it was taken you know in a certain way and i realize that now and i'm but he didn't go in and delete his comment he Mm -hmm. you know didn't do anything that was shady about it he just expressed his opinion and one of the other things too it's like i just don't see a comparison here with what amazon is doing and what ash is doing yeah do I mean, at the end of the day, both companies need to make money to be successful, but never Mm. has Steven said one thing and done something else when it came to the cash shop. And this is exactly what Amazon is doing, whether Mm. or not they see that as a quality of life versus a pay to win. At the end of the day, it, it, it's a definition that they're using very loosely, Yeah, you know, if if they really believe that a level boost or a trade skill boost is yeah. going to not negatively impact their MMO. Yeah. You know, personally, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, Sam. Other MMOs don't need to fail for Ashes to be successful. Right. Um, and, and I just think the choices that some of these games are making, and it just, doesn't just limit itself to the MMO genre, it's everything. Everything is becoming about monetization. Um and the quality of what you get in game in a lot of cases doesn't match the quality you get for what you pay for. Um and, and that's sad, right? Uh but I think the thing that I see that works in Ashes' favor is yes, they do have a lot of cosmetics. Uh but they're also not charging a box cost yeah. as well. Um, which is something that a lot of games do, they charge a hefty box cost. And oh, by the way, you also have to pay for all these other things,
2: too. Um, Final fantasy.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just even most recent, I'm talking about maybe like live service games like Marvel's Avengers, like right, etc. Right? right. It's not it's not that they're you know not fun games, right? But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of <clears throat> a lot of monetization that's occurring. Whether or not, you know, you agree with it or not, it just feels like you've got to strike more of a balance between what you're monetizing and what you're giving the players for just investing their time and their wallet into you know playing the game, you know, either with a box cost or paying a monthly fee. You've got to be able to do something that's meaningful for players. And and I don't know. I I think, you know, personally, that it wasn't unprofessional for him to express his opinion. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he's like saying, hey, guys, what are you doing? This, this doesn't feel like the right thing. And he's in a unique position to be able to make that comment. Um, so I don't know. I don't fault him for it. And frankly, if it wasn't Steven, if it was another developer saying the same thing, it didn't matter to me. I would have still backed that person because what Steven is saying and, you know, for hypothetically, if another developer said the same thing and they were staying the course like Ashes has been in terms of pay to win, then I would be 100% behind them too. I wouldn't see anything
2: hypocritical about it. Ooh, where do I start? Yeah,
1: I still have a lot of follow-up <laughs> okay. thoughts, but I need you guys to get it out before I like start. Yeah, just please, Faisal. So
2: so I'm, I'm going to start with what Steven has said. I think what Steven has said is, is not unprofessional because, first of all, he wasn't talking to the company. He wasn't talking on Twitter or any social media. He was just talking to Discord, and the Discord that he was in, essentially. He wasn't even addressing them in any type of way. Screenshot it, most probably, and sent it to them or something, or it blew on Twitter. (laughs) He's not going to post it himself. So he has that freedom of speech, which is fine, and this is where the political talk comes in. Now, in choices of words that he has selected in the first statement, that he did for uh, New World, uh, pay-to-win mechanics. Quote unquote. Um, yes, I can see where the unprofessional is. Like, if that was shared on on basis, I can see uh, like New World's developers could have a negative opinion or negative thought because of it, because it works against them for what they want essentially. Uh, well, what's it called? Uh, and and that's that's exactly my thoughts i think it's fine like the, the like it's in between unprofessional and professional at the same time because he didn't really cuss them out or anything he did, he wasn't using any slander or anything he was just saying oh no this, these mechanics i do not enjoy in this video essentially if if you read read it normally, not in between the lines <laughs> because the words at the very end of the day, your emotions to them. You won't know the true idea of a person from the word. Um now uh the other side of it would be I mean I think I think we talked about these guys for a very long time and and we have said it over and over again that hate-to-win mechanics are really bad. It's <laughs> just like, hey, nobody wants them. Everybody wants a really good quality game at the very end of it. So I'm not trying to defend Steven. I'm not trying to, to slander him. I'm just trying to play the the line in between, as they say. or like, yeah. well, What do they call that? Devil's advocate? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's trying to advocate
1: for both sides, right? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I get it. So here's my take, right? I could see why he would issue an apology. Yeah. At the same time, I also, and this isn't white knighting, this is just, this is why I chose to help back the game in Kickstarter was because I saw the passionate gamer in, you know, that was the person I saw. I didn't see another another CEO creative director in a suit talking about the game with these scripted answers and these like, you know, what I mean, it was a person who who really loved and cared about what they were doing. At least that's the way I took it. And a big part of the reason that ashes has gained a lot of the momentum it's gained, in my opinion, is because Steven went out there and he talked to these much bigger creators, right? Put ashes front and center and just kind of just answered questions on the fly, did his Reddit thing where he kind of did the, you know, the AMA they did live. I remember that. What were so many of the comments I see all the time, right? Is they see Steven as another, they see him as a gamer. Like they respect the position he's in because he's not just another CEO, creative director in a suit. And, you know, they kind of see him as another, you know, it's that needle in the haystack scenario I always talk about where I always thought to myself, too, which was, you know, if one day someone who had the wealth that really had the passion for the genre could just get out there and do it right, do right by the community, make a really good game and not have all this other stuff that just seems to really muddy up the experience. And this was that needle in a haystack scenario. So I don't actually see it as a bad thing in any way even though he did apologize because from my perspective, it was another opportunity where people got to see who he is as a passionate gamer. Who's also tired of a lot of things that have continued to be going the way they've gone for so many years in the industry around these genre and not just in MMO, but just games in general. And it drives me nuts when I see pay for convenience, you can call it pay for convenience, but I still am of the mind that people disagree with me on this. But I'm of the mind that if you can skip content, if you can power level via money, like cause here's the thing trade skills, okay? If a person's in game, and I've said this so many times, if their end game is crafting and trade, and you can power level that over someone else because you've got the money, I'm sorry, I find that pay to win. I just do. You don't have to agree with me it's just my opinion it's my belief and my belief is it takes away from what can happen in the game if you can just go buy all these things from a cash shop then you don't you you don't have this interactivity of other people who've got this like trade and this skill to where they they're the person that create the things that you really need to get what you need if you can just some in some way like bypass that player interaction then what's the point of, of like crafting in a game? If you could just go buy like at ESO, you could go buy all the motifs. You can get the, you don't have to net, not all you can often buy motifs, which is the visual style of, you know, new set appearances that come out. And you can buy those like compendiums for those motifs in their shop. You can get, you can power level via money, all of the, um, Yeah, paying more. There's a good one. Paying more so you don't have to play the game you already paid for. Yeah. But anyway, I could rant about it. But if like you don't have to do it in game, you don't have to earn the golden game to actually like level your mount every day. If you don't have to, you know, go farm materials in order to craft these items that you're then going to trade to people. Like if it goes to where you can get that in the shop, then I think it takes away from what the game can be. And so, yeah, I think calling that stuff out is important. I get the position he's in. I think it was just another opportunity for people to see who he is as a gamer and a leader. And it's a big part of the reason that people actually support ashes.
0: And I'll say one more thing and half tilt. I'm glad you're in chat to hear this because it's going to get juicy right now. Okay. If you have to pay in order to speed up content, crafting leveling, then dollars to donuts that's tedious it's it's a tedious design and it's a meaningless design make leveling count make the choices you make mean something if you have to do like a boost of some sort then that says to me like that's saying okay well we didn't really spend like the time that we needed to on this to make it interesting We just want you to get to end game. That was legit in the quote that they had there is they want to be, they want to ensure more players are able to experience all of their exciting end game content. So, what about level one to level whatever? Is that like not exciting that you have to give me something to boost my level to be able to get to the end game? Because, dude, that's why. People hate MMOs for the most part now is that you have the rush to get the end game because that's where the real playing happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I mean, Gamer Hats coming on. You're going to, you've probably seen the first ever, well, maybe not the first ever, but Daedalus rant on this podcast because I'm like, this is really (laughs) pissing me off that they're, they say things like that. And they don't realize the ramifications of what they're saying and and what they're bringing into the genre. And Stephen is absolutely right with his comment. Oh. We need new blood in this genre. People that don't think the way every other publishing house and developer has thought since MMOs really kicked off. Because in the beginning, they were totally about the quality of the experience but as we got further and further down the line developers and publishers realizing that the mmo genre could be a cash cow they've made dumb choices like this
2: <laughs> yeah it's like uh, yeah. true I, yeah.
1: I can't argue with it man i just can't It just it was like actually had... disappointing to me too to like see that because i was like actually a little hopeful and now I feel like the the little bit of I, I'm i sorry, man, I, I felt like there was another MMO that could be solid out there. And Amazon didn't really have a reason to like do those. I didn't think that I didn't really expect it. Like I didn't expect it because I guess I kind of thought that maybe they could not do that stuff. Maybe I just kind of had a little more hope for the for another game in the genre because we feel like we need more of them that are just good solid games that do right by the player base and it was like damn dude it just felt like it hurt it just feels bad man that's all there is to it it just feels bad man sorry fazel please continue
2: no no that's fine i was just going to say that like it's very sad when i see a lot of my friends when they play mmorpgs for the first time like a lot of people would tell them yo the real game is the end game i'm like bro bro no come on <laughs> But but they're not wrong. That's the thing. I can't argue with them because they're not wrong.
1: <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> uh... I had this conversation recently about, it actually does tie into this, like Final Fantasy Fourteen, the MMO. Like, I actually like it. I know some people hate watching me play that game. And it's totally fine. I get it, right? I actually, I feel very, very much, and I know this is like sidebar to Ashes, but it does tie in. It, it's one of the games that I will, like, recommend to people like Elder Scrolls Online as well. People I know people around here. They have their opinions about that, too. But I feel like with the Elder Scrolls Online and with Final Fantasy 14, what's unique about both of them is there's this entire set of games that existed beforehand. So when you play those, like I feel like you had the people that come in that don't like they're fans of the games like Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. They're fans of like the Elder Scrolls series, and they come in and they're like, it doesn't feel like the game I've always played because it's an MMORPG, but it is an MMORPG, so it's not going to feel and play the same way as like one of those games does. But both of these games have got elements to them that I, I still say they're a great game to play. It's a good time. But, you know, even with uh, Final Fantasy 14, like for a long time, you couldn't get to the end game. And you're just gated by so many quests, dude. Like, it's a lot of story. It feels very much like a Final Fantasy game. It really does. But you're gated by so much content you have to do first. And they finally got to a point where they're like, you can pay to get buy it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, same thing, dude. That's not the way, guys. That's not, that's not a good way, in my opinion, to do that. So I see the same problem kind of playing out in other other games. And it's frustrating, so I can understand that frustration. Um, But yeah, it it is. It is. I don't know, man. I I can't do anything but agree with what Steven said. And I'm not white knighting it because I ran about this shit all the time, man. It drives me nuts.
2: Let's It's it's a good thing, as as you said, Sam, that Steven has really stuck with his words. He hasn't deleted his comments. He hasn't even made a second account because apparently that's what other developers do for some reason. Yeah. And the uh, last thing I wanted to say was... I forgot. I'll leave
1: it. Yeah, I just like <laughs> preach, brother, preach. That's all I had to say about that. I'm like, good. That's all I got, dude. Let's talk about let's talk about the dev discussion. Let's move on. Let's move on. I could rant about this. It's okay. If you want to see the rants, just hang out later this week. I'll rant about it more this week. I promise. I'll be going off probably a bit and tying it into some of these other things that are kind of going on right now. Um, dev discussion 30. Now, they talked about this in their last live stream. I'm actually really excited about this conversation, too. So I'm just going to read it. This one's over crafting. Dev discussion number 30, crafting. What are some examples of crafting systems and mechanics you've enjoyed from other games and why? What percentage of your time do you typically find yourself engaged in crafting activities in an MMO? Right now, they've been releasing these like clockwork. We're up to 30 already. Like, way to go, team, On in this regard. I love seeing these. This is one I was excited to see because I am ready to talk about this and you know what it kind of ties into what we talked about because crafting right we just talked about like examples of things that we don't like to see that's why we're ranting about it right this is a great opportunity to really submit the kind of like thoughts and feedback you have around things that you've seen in other games that you haven't really liked that you didn't really want to see you know that you you'd like to be different now this isn't like they're it's not like they're going to take this and go Let's do exactly what the players want because they've already got a philosophy, a design philosophy for the crafting system, right? But it's good to it's good conversation to have. And I'm gonna link this here. But gentlemen, in no particular order, hop right in. What do you think?
0: I mean, I probably would say I would at minimum spend about 20% of my time doing crafting in games. Um, it's become like less and less and kind of a second priority because I haven't really experienced any crafting systems that I really latch on to is interesting. I mean, what I would like to see that I haven't necessarily seen in any games that I've played, and there may be some out there, so I haven't played at all. Yeah, but yes. I would love to see um, a game where crafting is relevant, where investing time in crafting yields a result that is relevant. And I'm not just talking about making money in game. That's, you know, a nice to have, too. But also just that the that the craft product itself is useful and not just, you know, one of the crafting things like alchemy has always been useful in kind of any game that I've ever played. But when we're talking about like actual crafting like armor, weapon smithing, you know etc that has always been oh there's so much better things you only use your crafted loot for a minute and then you're kind of you just ignore your crafting thing that to me is a bad design it's just not something that i would ever want to see um and so what i would really like to see in in ashes is what they've talked about which is an interdependent system where you're interacting with players, there's different trees you can go down and your choices are meaningful and your products are relevant. That would be
2: kind of the, the bar for me
1: with mm-hmm. craft. Okay, Basil.
2: I mean, I would say I would spend less than data I think I would be either 10 or 15% of my time. Th- because like usually, usually, crafting in mmorpgs aren't as interesting as they should be at least that's what i think like there's no mini game involved you would just okay this ore this tile this level done press the magic button um other than that is gathering the resources and that just happens naturally mm. if you just play the game um but most of the things that i would enjoy is one of the most things that I've enjoyed. It's basically either blacksmithing or uh, cooking. But I get usually confused at cooking because there's so many recipes, and I keep have to remember ingredients (laughs) over and over. So many vegetables. So many vegetables.
1: (laughs) 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 Got to pick them herbs and alchemy potions too. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure, for sure. All right,
1: can't forget that. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of chat, man. I tried to respond to as many people as I could, but um, yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna give kind of like two sides of this. I am somebody who, like, I I do really like all the different parts of the game's content. I really do. I, I know people say. <laughs> a streamer is ignoring us I don't know what to say you guys like you guys have put so many comments I'm missing some I, I apologize um but I do want I do want to hear them you know uh and definitely want to like read over them I, I do have a tendency to go back and do that if I miss them but you can also join our discord right here's a nice segue discord.gg forward slash some more join the discord there's Ash's uh channels there you can like contribute to conversations and questions for the show which I pull from from time to time pretty regularly uh, what Basil? <laughs> what <laughs> What do you got to say to me there, Social bun- Murder Nothing. Bunny? What? Yeah, that's that's all I need, dude. Look, look, dude. Someone went to Reddit and made an image of me yeah. getting squashed by a sandal, and you're gonna shake yes. your head at me. Give me this. Give fine, me this. Fine, okay. Fine. <laughs> P.S. Adam, that was really awesome. Just want to say that. Okay, cool. So, I I kind of tend to like. I think i would probably say that i tend to have days where i do different things um i've got like my raid nights and i've always been the person that, like when i get done with my raids i like to go do usually like arena based pvp or something and then i got my time where like i'm hanging out with my homies in discord and i'm chatting and then i just like run around i just pick or harvest you know pick herbs harvest like iron or whatever and I do all of that and then I got my days where like I'm just chilling like a perfect example, right? I could totally see when ashes is in a in a live state, right? Where I'm running around doing the things. I get to the Sunday, I get done doing the podcast and then after that, I'm like I'm just going to chill, man. It's been a good week. Had a lot of great times, got the podcast out, got all the stuff done for the week. I'm just going to chill, man. Maybe I'll make myself a drink. I'll go Take that day, you know, and I'll take all the stuff I farm through the week and I'll do all my crafting. I'll kind of binge on it. I'll just kind of dig in and I'll do my progression on that uh, or, you know, focus on crafting things to sell. I think some things in terms of crafting systems. So I would say probably like 20, I'd say 15 to 20% of the time. I probably am doing something investing in crafting, gathering some of that, right? That goes towards trade. I could probably say between, Trading, crafting, gathering and all that preparation for all the things that tie into that, probably a good twenty five percent. So it's significant enough. Um, But in terms of crafting systems and other games and mechanics. I think what I've really been attracted to with ashes is the fact that you're really going to be able to master one specific pathway. You'll have your branches in a given profession or artisan class, right? And you'll have your branches that'll kind of branch out, but you can only pick one to go all the way to the top on. Which to me is great because that means that I'm going to be the master of this one specific thing and I have a specialty. And that's not including all the other layers that potentially exist in that regard. Now. Yeah, there's a good point too. ESO crafting was enjoyable. The thing I didn't really like about ESO crafting, like it was good in a, in a way of convenience because you could do you can do everything if you have enough skill points to do it all right and that's great but once you can do it all and everybody can do it all then you don't necessarily really have to rely on other people to get the things if you can just do it all yourself um now in world of warcraft there was a period that i really liked and i talk about this sometimes and my paladin main. Um, initially, he was like a miner and a jewel crafter. I think when I finally understood how to do crafting in the game, and I would run around mine everything, do my jewel crafting, and then I got to a point where I was like, "Okay, I've got alts. So I got like my death knight can run around. He could just do the mining and stuff, and so I'm going to make him my gatherer for the materials, right? Because in World of Warcraft, a jewel crafter can prospect, uh you know items from the ore the raw ore and they can um and a blacksmith can take those uh you know ingots that are crafted from the ore that your miner can smelt and everything and you could use that for so it worked out well that i had you know my death knight who could run around and do all the gathering smelt the stuff and then my main could take that and use all of what he's doing as the resource for both of these professions of blacksmithing and jewel crafting now what was really especially important at the time was that a blacksmith could create additional sockets on gear and a jewel crafter could craft only for them keep in mind this is only for your own blacksmithing gear and not blacksmithing but your own gear you could craft a socket and a uh, jewel crafter you had for yourself and you could only use these gems but you could craft Jewel crafter only gems that you could only socket into your own stuff, so you could create two jewel crafter only gems, and you could as a blacksmith two um sockets additionally into your gear so I could because those were my professions, really use these two to synergize really well for my end game, and I could have this little boost in stats that felt meaningful to me now. They have since taken that away, unfortunately, in the game, which really was a feels bad man moment because all the work that went into getting those professions up to that point where I could do that was a lot of work. If you've done jewel crafting in like the time of, you know, the Burning Crusade and Routes of Lich King, you understand that was rough. That was some rough stuff, man. Blacksmithing was tough, too, but jewel crafting was pretty tough. And that was really great. So like the idea that there's going to be something some level of like exclusivity to what I'm doing as a, you know, as an artisan class is like really meaningful for me because it means that not only can I use this to make money and have a specialty, but, you know, potentially this rewards me as well because I'm going to be able to make this stuff for myself. Um, so for me, having some level of like exclusivity, some perk that I get to enjoy because I work so hard for that progression path and got to the end and did the work to just really fine tune you know my level of excellence there that to me is the big the big takeaway and um I don't know I guess for all of you that are actually listening right now have listened to all these points especially around crafting here now as we're talking about it. what are some of your thoughts like what are great examples I often hear about Star Wars Galaxies crafting system being really good and I never played it myself Um, but Dayless, what do you, what do you think about that crafting system made it really exceptional? Do you have examples?
0: Um, I don't, honestly, it's been a minute since I've been in that Mm -hmm. game. I know everyone that I have mentioned, like that have played Star Wars galaxies in the past, like one of my very good friends from my wow days did that. And he always spoke very highly of it Mm -hmm. because there was, I think The bottom line is there was meaning behind it and there was relevancy to it. And I think that in and of itself, it it just rewarded the player for investing their time in it. Um, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway that I remember from his commentary. Uh, And I would say, too, I think making the crafting system interesting and worth the investment can go such a long way. Uh, and I think the interaction piece also is important. I think one thing you talked about with ESO, I I think it, it happens to some extent as well in WoW, you know, and me personally, I'm guilty of it too. I have many characters in that game and I have all of them are max professions. So generally I'm pretty self-sufficient. Now there are certain things that they have done with the legendary crafting and the latest expansion that requires you to kind of grind to a certain level. And it requires a lot of materials to be able to do that. So you can make higher ranks of legendary, what they call vessels, which is what you use to make your legendary. So in that case, they are making an attempt at making crafting meaningful there mm-hmm. because you've got um, that. And, and it, it is, I would say a, a nice add. There's, um, so I would say that to me feels like a good thing that WoW has done with crafting is they have allowed people to interact so that they can you know make legendary weapons that people will go out and buy. And
2: mm-hmm. it
0: does have an, and a, a positive economic impact. So I do like that aspect of it. Um, I just hope they continue to do more of that with professions. Um, it's not just like a handful of recipes that are meaningful. I would like the sweet to be meaningful across the board. Um, so I would say that's, you know, my my personal view on what um, from what I've heard made Star Wars Galaxies really relevant um, was it or sorry, really um, a good crafting system because mm-hmm. there was some definite in player interaction, definite um relevancy and meaning for the game and that's the most a crafter can hope for uh as well and i think what does really excite me about um ashes is the fact that they are allowing people to make choices and maybe become a really good specialized crafter that people seek out that just this sounds really appealing to me and now it does mean that there's going to probably be quite a significant amount of time investment to get there but still it is it is encouraging that they're driving that type of specialization
1: Mm. yeah I was like Mm -hmm. um reading a comment in chat actually from higgle mastering one path of an artisan crafting uh will create notoriety for the crafter and they're hoping that it gets to a point where people will come to you and make an order for a piece of armor or weapon. That's, that's one of the things I've hoped for as well. Um, so that totally resonates for me. Yeah, that's like one of the things that I've probably looked forward to the most is the potential to be, you know, you remember back in World of Warcraft days, where like <laughs> you go jump on like, sorry, Daedalus, this doesn't apply to you. But anybody else remember when you go sit on top of the, the bank and org and you like, you know, sit there and talk about like, you know, well, you know, crafting your mats or whatever, and you had a specific thing you could do, and then they tip you and all that, like that culture was really cool. And I only say Daedalus doesn't know about this because he you did your alliance player, right?
0: Yeah, I played both sides. But yeah, primarily,
1: like, <laughs> okay. you're like, no, no, I play some hard. But yeah, it's fine.
2: Yeah. yeah, I like. I <laughs> had ninja days from the beginning. Oh. <laughs> what? What? Listen, you had ninja days from the beginning
1: since World of Warcraft, huh? <laughs> no, I did never ninja loot in World of Warcraft or any other game officially. Officially,
0: well, there, was no, there was no golden sandal penalty in those games. <laughs> yeah,
1: but the best part is it's funny and people are like spreading it, and it's so not even true. I just have to point that out there. I have to put that in there, you guys, man. <laughs> oh man there was another comment in chat though like right here the win is allowing us from half tilt uh the win is allowing low level materials to be processed into higher grade materials making repairs require both an artisan and materials this will keep the crafting system relevant always
0: yep mm-hmm. i like it all
1: right and then there was also one reference point now i have played final fantasy 14 um but high wind in chat said that 14's crafting gathering probably the best systems excluding the og descent so i i'll be honest i spent most of my time in that game just leveling and just trying to get through all the stories i didn't play it when it launched you know so i was like trying to get through all the stories i was like gated by and i just and every time i get to the point where i like i felt like i was about to catch up i just i felt like i burned out i feel like i burned out because it just felt exhausting to just go, 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 go. And I was like, man, I'm just trying to get there so then I can go backtracking, pick up all the things. And it just felt like an endless series of, of just quests that I had to do. And I say that I've played a lot of story in games and that to me, I think is um, a very important reference because <laughs> I've never experienced as much story as I've experienced in that game. But it's still a good game and it feels very much Final Fantasy and I do play it from time to time. So I'm not knocking it. It's just an example. And Wembley unofficially, I still have never ninja looted. OK, you guys, I don't know why I said that. I, it's not a it's not a slip of any kind. And I really would appreciate if you guys didn't make it that way because it's just not grounded in in truth. So yeah,
2: boy, yeah. <laughs>
1: listen, Faisal, it's enough. It's enough out of you, murder bunny. OK, um, <laughs> he's calling Steven a liar. Then, no, <laughs> that's enough of you guys. It's not for you. I, I don't really know what to say at this point. This is not uh, this is not mean I'm guilty. It just means that your false narrative is causing me to feel really uncomfortable. And that's all I can really say. That's all I can say, so. <laughs> <laughs> and yet not completely uncomfortable, but you can take that for whatever it is. It's not again, it's not a, a con- confirmation of anything in any way, shape or form. Um, it's Just kind of how I feel. Yeah, everybody. We have had a lot on the agenda, and we've got at this point in time, we've got what? Um, well, we're almost at the end of May, so we've got what the live stream is going to be coming up at the end of May. Um, we'll be covering whatever comes up in the next week, obviously. Um, and then we've got the month of June, leading up into July, early early part earlier part of July, where we'll probably start to see some of this out front and center in terms of people streaming it, showcasing it live hopefully everything goes according to plan um i'm definitely ready i know a lot of you all are ready as well um but before we wind this one down real quick friends uh you know big shout out to everybody that's been uh, contributing to this podcast in all the places and leaving your feedback and your thoughts and posting questions uh definitely want to welcome everybody to just kind of like jump in the discord if you're not already there go to the ashes pathfinder channel drop some questions if you'd like to for us to kind of maybe discuss some things on the show or just suggestion for topics. Um, you could do that um also leave all those comments on the youtube videos um thanks for um all of the feedback that you guys have pr- like literally given us it's uh really helped to kind of pave the way forward i've got a couple things on the somewhat near future like on the horizon that i'm aiming to bring into the show that i'm really excited about but we're not quite there yet um looking forward to seeing what you all think um and with that being said gentlemen why don't you shout out your domains where you reign and hang? You're not on this podcast, gentlemen. Daedalus.
0: You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald.
1: And Faisal.
2: You guys can find me on uh, Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Awesome.
1: And we are going to see you next sunday 5 p.m cdt for episode 127 friends if you don't already uh if you're not already in our discord join us over at discord.gg forward slash s-i-m-u-r-g-h check out the ashes pathfinder chronicles we got two episodes up to honor you all and the journey we're on on the show and remember that even though this is the end of today's show and even though you may not be on this round table if you're here hanging with us you too are a pathfinder right we got a whole lot of love for y'all Uh, Shout out to you all. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next time, friends, live your best life, walk in the light, and have a great night. We'll see you again real soon. Bye, everybody.
2: Take care, everyone.